Hello and welcome back to Crystal Clear the Podcast, where clarity is the goal, clarity in life, clarity in choices, and just being totally clear with who I am and where I desire to be. Crystal Clear is my affirmation. So I am just cleaning up and um, listening to the four agreements for the first time. And a few things. The little flute they play in the intro of the book sounds a lot like the mask off intro, but you you don't worry about what I'm talking about it I might not be right but that might be the inspiration but I'm not sure either way (laughs) I hear the flute man I hear it and I know all flutes may sound the same but it it sounds like they just mixed up that flute in particular but either way I'm not a music connoisseur and I'm not certain anyway um back to what I was going to say so yeah um the four agreements so far I think I'm like maybe 45 minutes in I feel like I wrote this book y'all I know I didn't know (laughs) I just know all this stuff already and it doesn't frustrate me it just makes me really happy um of course it's enlightening to hear it and hear them speak so well and you know them backup theories and all that stuff but um yeah it it sounds like I already know or knew this like I always knew always been in the know I've always joked and said stuff like um uh, when I, I I was born in the know, uh, um, maybe I was. Hey, maybe we are. Either way, uh, back to this episode. So, shout out to Jay from Just Say Words. We collabed again. It's on his uh, station or his Just Say Words uh, podcast. So go check him out. And we did a collab for me as well because, you know, this was like my third episode for this week because I was playing catch up. Well, second episode because I did record and leave something on Sunday and then I did. I recorded in the middle of the week and here I am. And um, I would never be somebody who consistently records multiple episodes unless I'm just like not working and just doing this full time only this because I... um don't necessarily run out of material I just kind of don't focus on like my topics as well when I've already had a show plus this is kind of four shows because I did collab with Jay and I feel like I expended all of my um, energy because of the topic that I wanted to talk about and um, we covered the copying topic together because we both had it in our la- last episode, which was mine was, um, I cheated myself and his was, it's like fruit. And we both talk about the copycat spirit running around here. Uh, <laughs> and I just wanted to talk to it with him or whatever. And I think that went off beautifully. So please go check out that episode with me and Jay on Just Say Words. So right here today, I'm just introducing, you know, you know, our episode and what we talk about here. We kind of touch base on uh, something we kind of talked about in the Cheater Leave Part 2. One of my listeners uh, asked for like, or wished, said something like they wished we could have talked more about the changes in the relationship. And we kind of tried to cover that. Either way, um get into the show Uh, I'm not gonna do my good news segment this time I will however do the minute to motivate and the shout outs and that will be the show guys so thank you very much for listening thank you for you know chilling with me during my hectic month I feel like May was hectic but it's June now and June is being nice and sweet and you know bringing about beautiful changes Hello everyone, this is Crystal Clear, I'm here with Jay, you know, he's back on my show, this makes two shows with me, and one, so I don't, I don't know, like, I, I just feel like I have to cook up a lot of stuff to keep up with, you know, going back and forth, but either way, we're welcoming Jay to the show, <laughs> say hello Jay. Hey everybody in this uh, Crystal Clear universe, um, thank you for having me back, I'm glad to be over here again. No problem. So, <clears throat> since everybody loved our conversation for uh, Cheater Leave Part 2, we're not going to talk about cheating so much, but we're going to like go 
into some topics that people have asked us to kind of cover that we kind of just kind of rushed over in that episode because the main focus was cheating. So we'll do that. So shout out to the listener, Jaquan. You wanted to talk about the dynamics of like the relationship structure changing because of, you know, different things going on in the relationship. And you use the example of the breadwinner in a relationship losing their job, which mostly sometimes, most of the times is the male. So we'll cover that and we'll see where it goes. So Jay, I think in the cheater leave episode, you kind of made a joke that like, if the man loses his job, the woman's kind of, you know, I guess mean and like disrespectful, like you're not doing nothing here. So, you know, I run this now. <laughs> this is my money. And we're going to do what I want to do. Like, what is that experience? Like, where were you coming from when you, when you mentioned or when you use that example? Um, so, I mean, it's things that I've seen. Um, it's things mm-hmm. I've been a part of. Right. Like I've been uh, I've been in relationships where um, like I've been the provider. Right. Where I've been mm-hmm. like I've been the one that makes more. So. You can kind of like, and that's the thing that I kind of hate. That is a dynamic that I don't really care for, right? It's the thing where society has said like, well, you make more, so you get to decide more. Um, I just don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but that is a thing that I'm aware of. And I'm aware, like in my male privilege, that is Mm -hmm. a thing that like I get to do, right? Um, I've been a part, like my mom was like I'm from a single parent home so whether she had boyfriends or um things like that she would be in situations where she was the one who made money and she was the one who made the decisions right she, she was right. a small business owner so she didn't like didn't necessarily have to do anything and as she's to be in the ball she didn't have to stand for what uh like men said so i've also been in relationships like i said where i lost a job and then things like the dynamics change you cannot provide you can't you also tend to get that two for one loss where you're like they the woman doesn't feel secure anymore because you can no longer provide you've lost the thing that is a part of your lore your is a part Mm -hmm. of your um whatever like a part of your attractiveness right like those are the things that like we even joke about it like on social media right like we don't understand how dudes get to like sit on a sofa and play 2k all day and don't contribute but they just like they're good in bed or something like i just one of those things that is crazy it is crazy so so for me like when i really like rationalize the topic for a night and like what it would mean for like my household uh, it, it would be tough. Now, I don't personally believe I would be like upset or treat my husband any differently, but it doesn't mean that somebody else hasn't done it. But um, as far as what I know about men or what I would like to believe about men, uh, I think like that's important to them. Like a lot of men, even if they are not like the sole provider, even maybe, you know, they have a partner that's, you know, 50, 50 with them and they're kind of bringing around the same amount. I feel like as a man, if they cannot provide or, you know, do their part, it kind of affects them. So I feel like even without the woman changing, I think mentally they are, you know, stressing themselves out because they want to provide. And when they can't provide, they are, classifying themselves differently and even if the woman is like working very hard to like keep it you know the same he's just coming from like a place of like lack or loss like I'm not doing what I was doing so how can she see me you know like how can she respect me because I don't respect myself because I don't have this job so I feel like if that's what he's doing there's really nothing that she can do even if she wants to remain supportive or are, you know, you know, not really changed. So I think that's a thing. And then for the women who are like, you know, not being understanding and, you know, are kind of just trying to, I guess, do reverse psychology <laughs> as far as being supportive. Like, let me be mean and, you know, be evil and maybe that'll, you know, get him off his butt. I don't know. But somebody might think that's like effective for whatever reason. Yeah. So. No, I can definitely see that. Right. <laughs> like I can see somebody thinking like, yeah, let's, 
you know, tough love, right? But I think that's mm-hmm. the, the the false narrative that we put on men, right? Where we're just like, mm-hmm. they respond better to being mean, right? Like, it, sometimes it doesn't help. I think those are the thing that we talk about on some of the shows that I've been on is where, like, as men, we don't get to explore our emotions. We don't get to explore things, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, uh, you spent all your life trying to be tough, right? And then with some mm-hmm. real, I mean, like, some real adversity hits. And you don't know how to deal with it, right? So people, res- they expect you to respond uh, in a certain way. They're like, oh, yeah, no, he, you know, he's going to, you know, bounce right back or anything like that. I've I've listened to men and seen men cry and people just either be repulsed by it or completely, like, I have no idea how to respond to him. Really? Right? Yeah, like, they're just being like, yeah. what, like, what are you crying about? Or like, I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, death or something like really? that. Where it's just been like... What do you like? What is this about? Um, and yeah, it's it's a thing that I don't think men really talk about, right? I don't think we you can talk about it, right? Because even like I, I'm sure somebody will hear this and be like, "Those men just ain't tough." <laughs> and you can be like, <laughs> "Yeah, but that's not necessarily the thing, right?" Like your whole life is you portraying yourself to be tough, or you trying to be stronger than what you really are, right? But you do oh. have to take time out and kind of be like, I want to be more than this. Especially like in the situation where, you know, responding to a letter is when you're a part of a of a relationship, right? You have to show your partner that you are more than just a paycheck and some dick for real. Like, I mean, come on, think about it. That's, right, no, you for here, real. Yeah, if you're up here really trying to be like, I'm a provider and do all this other shit. Like, but those, it's a lot of stuff that's tied like one thing is tied to the next thing, right? Like yeah. well, if I pay all the bills and this other thing, I think those are like the dynamics, like mm-hmm. um whatever. I think that's why I like stay at home dads are like funny to me because I'm just like I think that they're they're needed, but I also mm-hmm. think that like the men who go out and get a check, I think the way they view the intimacy portion of the relationship is different. It's like, yeah, I pay for all of this, and she keeps the house clean, and I should, we should be having our regular uh, Tuesday sex <laughs> or something like right. that. <laughs> but, <laughs> see, <laughs> that's funny, making me think about your segment about right. your make the bedroom great. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so here's the thing. Uh, I feel like um, that man, that man that feels like he has to work and bring home the check and then handle it up in the bedroom. I feel like that man is just doing what he saw uh, every other man do. And I have a greater appreciation for the man that can switch roles and actually be that stay at home dad and remain self-confident because that's a role you don't see often. And if he does that well, that's an extraordinary man just my personal opinion but I feel like I feel like I don't know I I know it's been going on I know it's deep I know it's innate that you know men just have this uh, thing where they have to be you know this provider and they have to be strong and they have to you know run the household and you know my background is religious so I'm not opposed to it Mm -hmm. but at the same time I feel like whenever that no longer works for the man he's even more so a man if he can communicate that to me if he can communicate hey i know i'm supposed to be the provider but it's getting hard i need your help if he can communicate that i respect him even more now i know there's women out there who will not understand and will not respect him but it's like you got to figure out who you're dealing with you know and i feel like it's i like i think a lot of men when the opportunity presents itself, they are caught up in the fear of her taking something negatively or overreacting in an undesirable way. And they won't risk that that moment of vulnerability. Like, they cannot risk that. Like, I, I want to tell her something right now, but, oh, now her, 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 her mood don't look right, you know? And, I, and that yeah. makes me mad. That's a real <laughs> that thing. That makes me mad. Yeah, because they're, they're studying her, saying, oh, she's not going to take this well, but I'm like, you can't, you can never say what, what, what would have happened if you didn't see what happened. You know, you're guessing until you actually try, you know? 
Yeah, I think. Well, it that's kind of uh, that's kind of there's levels to it. Ooh, it's kind of yeah. deep. All right, so <laughs> I can speak about it in various ways, right? So one, mm-hmm. the communication part, right? So communication, men, we're not the best at communicating, right? Like men and women definitely communicate with each other differently, right? Like we could mm-hmm. definitely talk about that. Um, I think that I, as I've gotten older, I think the way that I communicate with women in my life or, um, women that are close to me has definitely changed, right? It's more, it's more of like, I need you to understand where I'm coming from opposed to be like, do as I say type thing. Right. Um, I think another thing too, when a man is in finances, financial trouble, there's a lot of like cut corner deals that they do before they'll tell you that I'm really in financial, uh, I'm, or I'm in financial straits, right? Like the thing that dudes will do is like the super strict budgeting, right? Like everybody's affected. It's not just his budgeting. It's like the house budgeting. Like we're going to cut right. down on doing this and we ain't going <laughs> to, we, we going to start drinking off brand sodas now. And you like, Oh wait, hold up. We've been drinking Pepsi's forever now wait a minute why we got to get the great value joint mountain Mm-mm. mountain mist or whatever it's called or whatever right why we got to get that now <laughs> and you do that and then it's like but he ain't saying oh man you know i didn't you know i lost a quarter of my paycheck or i didn't you know this thing like now it's just all right we getting the the crazy paper plates like the the flimsy Mm-mm. shits and you're like oh wow okay I don't, this ain't gonna work <laughs> so something's up uh, right. yeah, and you get a little bit of pushback and that's arguments, right? But I think we also put, as a society, we put tons of pressure on who is the leader by various things, like who's more aggressive, who makes more, mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. like that thing, right? Or you just fall into these roles where you're just like, well, I'm the woman and it's I'm supposed to be cooking and I'm supposed to be whatever. So, um, and that's why we have this whole thing, like, these new women don't know how to do nothing, like... Everybody says that, um, and that's very weird to me. Um, I think <sighs> the last part is, it's just, there is a, a fair amount of pressure um, to keep those, like, narratives going. And you don't necessarily need to, right? I feel like they're put they're put on us by outside forces, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I assume... That when people come together, nobody just says, all right, we together now. You're supposed to make more to me and spoil me. Unless that's really a conversation y'all had. I'm like, because I've definitely talked to women. They've been on that. Like, my dad used to spoil me and buy me bags. And I used to be like, I'm going to let you know up front, I ain't your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so True. And I think that's, that's very important to get out there. Like, hey, this yeah. is not what I, yeah, yeah I feel I'm like a, that's important. I am not your daddy. <laughs> Um, but that is, I mean, it's different for everybody else, man. I mean, I think that there are things that we lack. Um, I think that we should have a support system. I'm very much big on like, we we should talk, um, like talk things out. You should be able to have that conversation with your mate and kind of get into the mindset of like, there always needs to be some sort of contingency plan if things go left, right? And right, I, right, I right. think that, like you were saying, like um, when the kids come along, uh, when money gets tight, with when the intimacy gets low, uh, anytime there needs to be a contingency plan for something. Like, yeah, uh, we hey, we need to bring date night back. Hey, we need to bring movie night back. Hey, we need right. to do whatever. I think a lot of times people do, especially with relationships, people tend to suffer in silence because they have this other narrative where they're just like. I see divorce or I see counseling as quitting or losing or some type of defeat. Right. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. Right. Right, right, right. And so and so for that, you know, you, you see the setup there. You you see like they're giving themselves little to no options, right? Because like things are not always gonna be perfect. In fact, I can argue that it was never perfect. But because you don't believe that counseling is beneficial and you feel like if you get a divorce, then you failed, then, then what, what do you do? What do you do when there, when you cannot reconcile the issue? What do you do then? Do you die? <laughs> do you die in misery? Yeah, is that it, the answer? No, it's, yeah, so. it's crazy. Yeah. 
So what do you do? And and that to me, I feel like for me, it goes into like when you're picking your mate. So if you remember, you've seen the movie Fences, right? Yes. Okay, so when the old man was uh, talking to Denzel and he kind of mentioned, like, you picked your wife. When you picked her, I knew you were smart. So I felt like uh, Denzel, you know, picked a woman that he knew was going to be, like, a helpmeet to him. He just knew. Like, he picked her. He knew this woman was going to help him and, you know, handle the household and, you know, manage the money and, you know, take care of the house. And he brought home the money. And he picked a good woman to do so. So I feel like when when we're looking for our mates or whatever, like, what are we, what, what tools are we utilizing when deciding how things will work out? Like, how are we going to live together? How is this going to work? Like, how are we going to work together as a team? What are people looking at? Because if we're just looking at the physical being and how we like how they look or whatever then I feel like we're selling ourselves short because this person is new to you right now, but 10 years later, they still might be good looking, but you've been looking at them for 10 years, you know? So what do you have then? You know, like, so like, what are you, what are, what are these relationships made out of? And I question that when I see people with, with wives that, you know, don't even understand that they lost their job. No fault to them. The, the job is gone. And there's no reason for, for her to be upset with him. This is just something we have to work through. And if she's ready to pack her bags because the money has stopped, who did you pick? What were you looking at? What were you doing? I feel like the failure was maybe in selection and not so much, you know, anything else. Like, how did you get to this point with this human? You know, like, how did you not see that this person wasn't built for life or marriage? You know, like, because I feel like, that's the type of thing you should be looking for. You're not necessarily looking for somebody to struggle with, but somebody who possibly knows how to roll with the punches. Yeah, no, I can agree with that, right? I think the thing that people do is they compare, like, whether they know it or not, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of women um, compare it. I mean, men do it too, but, like, it's various in various ways. Like, so if you go... Well, my daddy ain't never been without a job, or no uncles or man in my mm. family been without a job and this long or no shit like that. And then you, you like, well, it ain't the same. Uh, your your daddy work on a real like railroad, and I work on mm. computers, <laughs> and everybody got computer <laughs> jobs. Well, then it ain't right. the same. Yeah, your daddy is the mailman, and I'm out here, uh, like some type of like civil engineer. You can't. We mm. ain't talking about the same thing. Um. So yeah, you're trying to you're trying to compare. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen men do it too. Like, oh man, these women out here acting up, man, and they don't want to do whatever. But you know, my mama cooked for my daddy. He had a hot meal three times a day. Yeah, well, she didn't work. Yeah, mama didn't work, <laughs> man. These women out here leading the leagues, they being CEOs and whatnot. She ain't about to make you a hot ham and cheese, bro. Like, she, you better, <laughs> three times a day. Yeah, we not been out here whipping up meals. You're not getting whatever steaks or whatever. That's just not realistic. I mean, no. I wouldn't even want that anyway. I would like if you just like, oh, I made you a hot lunch. I'm like, nah, I'm I'm chilling. Wendy's is open. Like, <laughs> like I don't, oh, no. don't just go to work. <laughs> like, but that's crazy. It is so a thing. yeah. Oh, and that's another thing too. Like, oh my god! So I think we kind of talked about this a little bit in our uh, on the part two episode of Chill Leave. But like, I absolutely positive. Like for me as a woman, like just becoming who I was, I never imagined my wedding as a little girl. I know people do that. I hear people say, "Oh, I imagined my wedding when I was a little girl." Never did that. Okay. And then when I was married, I never like imagined what it would have been like for me to have a child. And so, like, I was experiencing things as they actually came about. So when I was pregnant with the child, that's when I realized, oh, I would possibly enjoy staying at home with my child and not working. Too late to come to that conclusion, (laughs) you know, because that's kind of something you have to say up front. Because my husband, he, he always saw his mom and dad work together and provide for the home. It was never on one person. Mm-hmm. And for me, I always saw my mom and my uh, my stepdad do it or whatever, or my mom mm-hmm. do it. But, like, in the ideal world, like, when coming into my own understanding what I wanted, I was like, no, I, 
I want to, I want to teach my child. You know, I want to raise her. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to leave it up to anybody else. Like this is what I need to do. And that realization later in life was like, man, you you kind of needed to know this a long time ago because then that that was a part of your selection. You would have had this conversation while dating and saying, no, no, when I have a baby, I'm not working. And he said, oh, no, no, <laughs> you're going to work the whole time. I'm like, oh, we're not going to be together. We ain't going to make it. You know, and like, yeah. but so often that doesn't happen because people just don't think ahead. And, and I think it's too hard to think ahead because just because you haven't made up in your mind to look a certain way don't mean it's going to work out that way. So, oh, that sucks <laughs> when I think about it, like how, how you actually come about making decisions for yourself, you know, because a lot of times you're not going to always base it on what you experience. Yeah, no, I can agree with that, right? Like, that's funny. I actually just had this conversation with another dude earlier today. He was like, yeah, I never, uh, like, he never, he doesn't want to be married. He's way older than me. He's, like, closer to 50. He was like, I never wanted to be married. I don't understand, like, I don't get why marriage is a big deal. I never understood it. He was like, even when I was a kid, he was, I don't, marriage isn't a big deal to him, right? And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, wow. I mean, like, that's, you know, I've never really heard. I think that's a a newer thing where people are openly being like marriage is overrated or this kind of thing. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I do. I think people like to live in the moment and they're not big picture stuff. Right. Because Mm -hmm. there are things that we can all agree on. Right. Like having kids is something that you really don't plan. You could say you plan to have kids, like, oh, I want to have kids, or this, that, this, that, but it's something you really don't plan for. And people, because mm-hmm. I listen to people being like, yeah, this was a planned pregnancy, and I'm just like, how? <laughs> like, how did y'all do that? Because that, to me, right. you always lose something with anything that is planned to me, you are essentially doing it without the other person. They're just a piece of the puzzle, right? So, like, even when, like you said, as a little girl, there are little girls who are like, oh, I'm going to have this, and it's going to be a horse, and and we're going to do this, and we're going to release doves after we say our vows, and <laughs> the sky going to open up, and the sun going to shine only on me. And you like, wow, right. you just need a person. You don't even give a damn, like, for real. Like, you, right, just, need, right. you just need a body to show up, right? It's the same thing, like, with kids, right? Just like, and I want to have two kids by the 28, and I want to be able to do this. And you're like, yeah, you just need a body. You don't need, you never thought want for once, like, about the person. You just was like, I just need somebody to show up and do stuff to me so I get a baby. Uh, so that's really it like it's not it's none of that the same thing too like do to do that for women they're just like and i just want her to cook and stay home and do this stuff i'm like yeah you just need a body you you care less who shows up you just like she gotta do this and have this ready when i get home like yeah that's yeah you just know a body that's all a participant that's it it. (laughs) wow yeah and so i just i don't I, I, I think it's too hard to kind of, so I, I do feel like our baby was planned, you know, because like once we got to, you know, Dallas where we live now, you know, he was like, okay, ready for children. And I kind of felt it, you know, like, okay, children are probably coming next. But at the same time, even when I was trying and we were working to have a child, it wasn't until I was actually pregnant to where I realized how, what kind of mother I wanted to be. It wasn't, it was until then. Like, that's how I kind of knew I was pregnant. Cause I woke up one day like, Oh, we need more, okay. <laughs> just more. We need more. We need more of everything. And that, and it was just like, we don't have enough. And little did I know we didn't have enough. You know, we didn't have enough. We didn't have enough of anything like love. Like we only had enough for the two of us. We didn't have enough for all of us like that's something we had to grow into and get used to like we needed more literally of everything and it's crazy and I just I kind of just wish like we could know these things earlier so we could you know make better decisions when deciding who we were going to be with so there was not this internal struggle like once you've come to you know experience life or whatever like you're married and you have children and you're struggling because you want to do it one way but now you have a partner you respect and you have to compromise and compromising isn't so bad but it's hard just just because you've come to a decision don't mean either of you are happy 
mm-hmm. with this decision. So it's like, oh, how do you fix it? You know? Yeah, I can definitely understand where you guys are coming from, right? Like, but I think, like, the like, so a lot of my friends have kids. They have, like, several kids. And, like, I talk to them about it all the time because they're just like, yeah. Like, I think this is a conversation men tend to have only with men, right? Where they're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't ready to be a dad or I wasn't ready to be a husband. But, it, like you just said about the baby, like, they woke up one day and was like, Nah, this is no. It feels right. Just I, I feel right. Like it's the same thing. Like the same thing I've heard men say. Like yeah, I didn't know I was gonna be you know a daddy, and then you know the whole pregnancy, you know you just falling in love because like really like and uh and I talked about this like with women and stuff like this too, where you're just like as a dude, you don't do nothing. Most of the like your job is done, uh, basically. Yeah. You're like I'm pregnant, and you're like, well, I right. got nothing to do. You just essentially like you're the six man now. Like you just come off the bench when, mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's time for you to play. They hand right. you the baby, and you're just like, this. All right, your job starts now. <laughs> and so, right. That is a that's a thing that happens. But um, I think it it is in it's built in all of us, right? Where like you said, like the more love thing, you was like. We can't teach you how to love more, right? It just kind of happens. We're just like it kind of no. has to happen. It right. happens with it. it. It it just comes with like with it. Like you, the lesson is in the experience, and that's it. Like you're not, you're never gonna know before. Like I, I that and and that's like I. If anybody's like me, that's the struggle because you wish you knew or you want to know. You know, you want to be as informed as possible, as informed as possible. But there, even that there's books and people are writing books every day about the experience and their experience is still nothing like yours. And I don't care how much research you get or find or, you know, read about, you know, as far as this family and this new edition or whatever. You're never going to have your individual, you know, experience. Now, you know, you're never going to read it anywhere else because it's so different and like. That in itself is scary. It's scary. It's frightening because, like, no matter how you choose and how much work you put into picking a partner, you're just never going to know what changes are going to make you feel differently. So, as far as like that dynamic change in the structure, like, you just never know. Like, you just never know. Like, she could be a great woman, but she just might not be equipped to understand what it looks like with an unemployed partner, you know? She just she she might be able to cope with it over time. Initially, she's panic freaking out. You might have to, you know, put her out. <laughs> but then once she thinks about it, she can return and y'all might, you know, work it out or whatever. So I feel like as long as, you know, like there is love there. Ultimately, you guys will work through it. And, you know, worst come to worst, you learn a hard lesson, you know, that everybody isn't built for struggle. And some people don't make it through the hard times that's absolutely true so that is that but i want to talk about jesse williams now so i feel like (laughs) i feel like everybody covered you know him you know being uh uh Black Lives Matter activist and then, you know, dating a white woman, then everybody realized, oh, this is not a problem. He's half white. But (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about, uh, well, Wendy Williams, when she was covering the story, she kind of touched on the fact that his wife always felt inadequate. Like people were always judging her because he's like so good looking and he's an actor and she's you know, beautiful in her own right, but maybe not as striking as people would expect him to have a, as a woman, you know? So I pose the question, like, how much work is it on a man to always make their uh, partner feel adequate if she feels like she's not enough? Wow, that is... I think, you know, I think it's a fair amount is on you, right? I think this goes back to the Chris Rock joke, right? Like... That's how women survive, right? Food, water, and compliments, right? Like, it's one of those things, like, (laughs) that's how they, like, survive in life. And, yeah, I think, I think that is a thing, especially in relationships where you do take your partner for granted, right? Like, we tend Mm -hmm. to lose that thing. Mm 
um i know i've definitely been in that with like some um some relationships right like i've been in there and you just kind of like you're used to seeing them every day you get into that routine i see you every day i see you at this thing where this thing but they go to the salon but they get the same hairdo so you kind of have that same look <laughs> where you're just like oh you're just going to get the pres- uh, blowout all right cool that's you know whatever <laughs> but like it's nothing too serious but no i think it is as a man right um you should definitely be paying attention to what's going on with your woman you should definitely be able to be your girl's biggest fan too though right you should okay. you should definitely be able to be like Oh, hey, yo, did you do something? Now, granted, I get it. Like, because if you see that person every day, you do take them for granted. I think that is a skill set. This isn't, like, me trying to brag or no shit. But, like, being raised by a woman, I could also appreciate, like, I get I got to appreciate women more. Mainly because, like I said, my mom owned um, some salons. So I could get to go in there and see how women feel when they're mm-hmm. getting their hair done, when they're getting their nails done, when they're getting all this other stuff done. So I can kind of like be able to be like, yeah, this she cares about her appearance and then whatever. And then I could hear those same exact women come back the next day or next week or and do the same thing and be like, yeah, he didn't care about none of this. He didn't even notice like Aww. that thing. So, right. So that was a thing that was always like prevalent into me. Like, oh, yo, I noticed you did something different to your hair. Oh, wow, you got makeup on today. Or, uh, wow, is that new lipstick? Oh, you did something to your nails. Like, I think, I even find it now that, like, w- even when I compliment on women that I'm not necessarily interested in, that they're amazed mm-hmm. by it. Like, wow, yeah. I'm married and my husband didn't notice that I changed my hair. And I'm like, I could, it's a it's a visible change to me, right? But right, as a person right, I don't right. necessarily see every day in that way. Like, I see them at work. Or we frequent the same place, and I'm like, oh yeah, I see you did something with your hair, like mm-hmm. that's it. Um, but no, I think it is big. I and it's also weird. He's in that different space, right? He ain't out here with us. He ain't just he out there with the real like these people are sexy. They on TV, like they right. And you like, oh wow, uh, yeah. So if you got a regular degular schmegular girl from the yo hood, and then you got to be like, and hey, we gonna go hang out with Kerry Washington tonight. She might feel the way <laughs> you need. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. He, I feel like I feel like his work never ended. Like honestly, honestly, like she she's beautiful in her own right. You know, she I really think she is. But it's like this man, this man. I, he he's be, He is beautiful in every right. Okay, every. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's like, you know, he he can only do so much to, you know, help her understand that he wanted her. So instead of me looking at it like, oh, um, you know, he, you know, was no longer, you know, attracted to her or he, you know, was tired of his relationship. It was like, you know what? I've done my part. You know, I love you for who you are. And I can't work hard enough to make you realize that or accept that, you know, like so maybe. It was a relief when they broke up because maybe she no longer had to stress herself for being something she could never be that she told herself she had to be. And he did no longer have to work that hard to make somebody feel like they were worthy of him. You know, exactly. No, I think that is the thing. I think that, uh, like you said, his his job was probably tough. But I think that's the thing, too. Like, I always wonder about that in general. Right. I wonder about Mm -hmm. that thing that we do. That we do to celebrities, right? Because right. so, prime example, if it was your husband's job, he's an actor, and he's like, hey, look, we shoot in sex scenes and we shoot in love scenes <laughs> at work tomorrow, but you know it's fake, baby. <laughs> right? You still right. gonna feel away, right? Because you look right. like you like, all right, well, look, he, I know he ain't really penetrating this woman, but they really kissing each other in the mouth for sensually. <laughs> That's real. They not faking that. Um, and then you kind of like that goes back to like your cheating thing like can you like do people do that thing where they're like is this cheating or is it a part of their job right because like do you get to go and do that and be like oh yeah and the lady that you watch me and a million other people watch me kind of had sex with on TV we got to go have dinner with them one day oh that's deep (laughs) 
that's deep. And then think about so so you know how you know how you know cheating comes into the picture somehow, right? And if what, what if you know he cheated with one of his co-stars before, and now she has to go into this this situation every day with you kissing and making love and having these these scenes on set, but you've cheated with one, with one of these people before. Imagine that. She's forgiving you, but she still has to be triggered every day. You know, every day you go to work because it's happened before and, and y'all y'all got over it and y'all, you know, have, you know, healed, but she's still triggered every day. I imagine that's like the toughest thing. Just just thinking about all the possible situations. Like, I, I don't think everybody ain't built for that. <laughs> like, that's crazy. It is crazy. Like, I, I I feel I feel like they're both happier now. I, I do. I don't see this as a a bad thing. I see this is like the best thing for them because I can imagine the stress, the just ugh, being in the public eye. People are crappy. People are crappy. You know, like this mm. man. This man, he could have saw her as amazingly beautiful, but it wouldn't matter because people are comparing the two of them. Oh, they don't belong. This they don't match. You know. Yeah. And not and not to say that he would match with anyone. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the thing is, like, people are just doing this. They're just and it's horrible. And I, I feel bad for the women who are attached to celebrities. And some of these celebrities aren't even that great looking, but it's just the fact that they're a celebrity, everybody wants to assume they have the pick, you know? They have the pick and they could be with like the baddest chick. And if who they end up with does not define what someone sees as the baddest. They're always subject to be criticized, you know? Yeah, but I'm also like, this kind of goes back to the our previous conversation, right? Do you think mm-hmm. do you think that it has anything to do with the money that's involved, right? Where you go, well, he's the provider. He obviously makes more than mm-hmm. her. You think I can put up with a side piece or a break baby or something like that because he gives me everything that I need and... I'm willing to sacrifice some of my morals or something like that, whatever they stand on, because in the bigger picture, I get what I want and he takes care of all my needs. Oh, I'm lost. Uh, (laughs) No, because I get it. I I get it. But no, no, because no, no, I I don't see because if I would, I don't care. Uh, Me personally, you know, when I make a decision, that's a decision, you know, like that's the decision. And uh, I'm not, you know, creating any loopholes to make this easier for either of us. I've made the decision and I'm hoping you did the same, you know, like this is what you have. I am not expanding. We're not having a threesome. We're not going to have a three times threesome. We're not, you know, this is what you have. This is what you have. <laughs> okay. This is what you've chosen what you're stuck with i'm not you know wavering on my morals so you know we can all be happy this is what you have now if this works we're great if this doesn't you got to figure something else out but it will more than likely involve us not being together because i'm not adding i'm not adding to the issues here like i don't fully feel like that's a fix you know i i don't feel like that's the answer I, i feel like it's an alternative I just don't feel like it's like a fix. I feel like something is still very broken once you like try to do stuff to uh, uh, supplement, you know, like the sexual drive, the sex drive or the desires or whatever you're feeding when you, you know, kind of waver on your morals there. Like, I just I don't get it. So, you know, my mind could never just be like, yeah, that's possible. Like, I don't get it. Uh, you know, I understand that one. I also did uh, just imagine <laughs> you being like. We're not having a threesome, and then you just like putting on different wigs and keep running in and out of the room. You're like, D- you better imagine that I'm somebody else. We ain't Absolutely. doing that. Absolutely, and you write on the money. Yeah, because I, you know, every time I get my hair done, I look like a different person. Yeah, and you know, I, I never get it done the same way. No, this is the truth. I remember when we were dating in college, and he had some white roommates, and they swore he was a player because they thought he was bringing a different girl in, you know, every week. But it was just me <laughs> with different hairstyles. Shout out to yeah, those look- white people for not thinking all black people look the same. In this case, they did. <laughs> they, they didn't. Not even the same person looked the same. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. But, 
they really do. <laughs> when they say they're not racist, they really mean it. <laughs> they were, they were true about it because they didn't know. And he he was laughing, telling me one day like they think you were a different girl each time. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, but no, for real. That's that's as close as he'll get. Me changing up my hair. I'm every woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. It's, it really is all in you. You about to come in here switching all it in up. me. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good thing. But no, but no. Nah, it, it's I feel like see that 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 is like so hard for me to I can't like my mind can't grasp that. And I don't think it's an awful thing if it works for someone. It works. But like ugh, for me, it just it's like it's a lie. It's all a lie. <laughs> it's not real, you know. Like it's just it's just muck. No, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't get that. But yeah. So I, do you think? Do you think a man could rely on a woman? Like if he felt inadequate to his woman, because you know there's a lot of men out there with you know beautiful wives, and you know they, you know. Not to say the men aren't, you know, equally handsome, but sometimes these women, you know, they know they don't deserve them. So it's like, do you feel like that woman that has a job to try to, you know, bring this man's, you know, self-esteem and our ego or confidence up to her level just so he's comfortable? See, that's where the double standard kind of kicks in, right? Oh. Where you're like, it ain't really. A, I mean, I don't know because dudes gonna tell you they not into that, right? Like, I don't need nobody to tell me I'm handsome. I know I'm fly. Blah 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 blah. And you like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's another thing too, like how secure you are with your masculinity and how secure you are with your sexuality, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm a man who I can I can admit like that a dude is attractive, right? It doesn't do anything mm-hmm. to me. It doesn't make me feel any kind of way. Like I'm right. just like. So, like, if it's me and Morris Chestnut in the room, I know <laughs> nobody gonna be trying to talk to me, right? Like, I am aware that he is about women about to come in here and be talking to him. They're not gonna be like, oh, that's the dude from Just Say Words. I really wanna see what, the, what he's talking about. They'll be like, no, get out of here, fat boy. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be like, all right, well, I'm gonna just get, all right, peace. Let me, I'm taking up space. Let me get out of here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I I understand that he about to come in here and bag up y'all, man. I know if me and Michael Ely in the same room, people are gonna be like, "Sir, can you go park my car? Aren't you the valet?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, I'm actually we. I'm under entertainment. It's me and him on a panel." <laughs> They'll be like, "No, leave, get out of here." Uh, no, yeah, no, no woman is about to be like, "Oh, you are cute as well." <laughs> they will be like, "Nah, um, we chilling." Um. <laughs> I don't know, man. In the relationship, I don't know. I don't think... I think that my... I am in charge of how cool I feel and how attractive I feel, right? So, like... I believe that. I think... um, And that's the thing I actually kind of had to learn, right? Where, like, nobody... Mm -hmm. Like, and that's... I actually did an episode on that. Like, dudes don't get compliments, right? Like, I get... when Now that I get compliments, I'm so used to not getting compliments. When I get them, I do not know how to respond to them. So I'm like, wait, what did you just do? Like I, like I said on that show, like I was walking, I got this new jacket um, and it's a pretty dope jacket. It, it's a, you know, it feels good. It makes me look good. Um, it's clean. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like I get it and I'm walking and this lady's like, yo, that's a really dope jacket. Yo, you look nice in it. And I just froze and I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. It is it is nice outside. And then I just like ran into the building and she was like, wow, that that was weird. Why did he do that? And I was like, yo, I never got a compliment from a like a woman before, so I don't really know how to do that. I don't like my brain doesn't trigger to go, thank you. Like I just was like, uh, uh okay. Like um so it is it's yeah. a it's a weird thing. But yeah, I don't know. I mean I mean, like, can I ask you, do you like do you, I mean I get it, like if your husband wears like, you know, like business attire and stuff like that, you're just like, Oh, that looks that suit looks good on you. But it's not like in a well, I don't know. But I it ain't in a lusty well, way. Like, me, I, y'all, no, you fine no, with me, that tie, boy. Like, no, no, I am definitely like, I am a weirdo. So I I make fun of him, even if it makes him uncomfortable. I be like, so if he buys clothes or whatever, and you know he he does dress up for work or whatever. So if he buys clothes, and I didn't like, I wasn't there to help him pick or whatever because I love men's fashion. I love it. And so if I'm not there to help him pick. Then when he gets home, like, oh, you got new clothes? Okay, okay, okay. I need to see. Need you to model everything. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I want to see. And he's like, you know what dress shirts look like. You know what dress shirts look like. Like, I do. I want to see. And he's like, girl, I'm not going to play with you. And then, like, when he's dressed up and, and I see him, I'm like, oh, you look at that. You know, I do that. 
I make fun of them. I tease them. I flirt with them. It's, I just do it. It's natural. I can't help it. And he sometimes he ignores me, and sometimes he tells me I'm crazy or whatever. But that's just how I am. But yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. I, every woman is different, you know. Some women may never compliment their husband. Some women might always compliment their husband. I guess it just depends on the woman, because we're all different. Yeah, no, I think that that's uh, I think that it's an incredible thing. Um, I think that it is fun, right? But like he's like saying, like, girl, I ain't about to play with you. Is like. <laughs> is like oh i appreciate you for like right you know right, like that's the thing right. like, but i'm saying like we don't know how to like we don't know how to work that like if you being like let me see your oh you got a purple dress shirt oh okay that's crazy oh you look good in yellow and you like make mm-hmm. man get out of here but the whole time we like oh man yo yeah i do kind of look good in this like i remember doing that like yeah. getting like a turquoise shirt and being like oh, i'm gonna just try this and then somebody was like you look really good in turquoise and i was like i'm fly i'm the flyest person it, on this side of the earth, do you understand me? That lady gave me That's a your compliment. favorite shirt now. Yeah. Every time <laughs> I wear that shirt every day until I can't wear it no more, I wash it, put it back on tomorrow, like that type of deal. <laughs> like I need a new turquoise shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy, but yeah, like that is the thing. Like we just don't. That's a thing that we don't run across anymore, right? Like we just right. don't. I think I like I always dream about a world where like things are inversed, where like. Mm-hmm. Where like everything that happens, good and bad, to like women, happen to dudes, just so they can kind of see what that feels like. So if there's a situation where like men get catcalled on the street, or like uh, women making obscene gestures or things to men, like just to see what that world feels like, that's how it is with the compliment thing. We're just like mm-hmm. we tend to not get those. So somebody being like, "Hey, you looking kind of good in them uh, dress slacks," like, "Oh wait, a, oh wait a minute now, I don't know." <laughs> I don't know what she means like it's a very <laughs> it's a very funny thing but yeah i remember being young um i don't know uh I just i had an awkward stage like uh from childhood to like, like you know teenager and then like to like woman stage like childhood to teenager was very awkward for me right so i kind of relate to like when you you didn't re- when you get compliments you were uncomfortable so there was like this stage when i had got past the awkward stage and I guess I was you know in the cute category and I didn't know it and so like when I would get that attention from guys I'd be somewhere like what what who me <laughs> you know and it, it, it would just blow my mind and I had to go look in the mirror be like what were they looking at what were they talking about I don't see you know like really am I and it took a long time for me to say oh girl yeah you know and it was like from like 16 to like you know now I'm like, oh yeah, sure, of course, you know. But it that before that, like when it first started happening, I was totally just like I didn't understand, and it was certain they didn't know what they were talking about. Like, cool. I'm not falling for that, you know. <laughs> it was just like they trying to get over. Mama told me about guys like this. I knew that yeah. they would come. Yeah, but see, <laughs> no, that's that's funny. But that's funny too because like that's the thing that like as men we don't have to worry about, right? Like you got to always kind of like double check, like. Wait, do they really think I'm attractive, or did they like are these jeans fitting right? Like, wait, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> which what, what, what kind of game are? are they playing? Yeah, like the the jig is up, fellas. I know you saw me in that white tank top. Like, don't try to do that. <laughs> like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like we live in that space now with the whole like gray sweat challenge and all that kind of craziness. But mm-hmm. outside of that, like, um, it's it's funny because like we don't get to be that objectified right like women ain't just like oh all right, hey come here like I, like y'all's thing is different like the joke is like we y'all find us more attractive by the more clothes that we have on and we find y'all irresistible by the less amount of clothes that y'all have on <laughs> which is so like it's that's so, crazy it's it's crazy yeah. it, it is and a lot of times i think i talked about this with uh gil b it's like when women look or when women think they look horrible, that's when men trying to talk to them. And so the woman's like, what? Yes, true. Like, Very true. Wait, I didn't even brush my teeth. I, my hair ain't brushed. Uh, like, I still got toothpaste in my mouth. Like, what is he? <laughs> who's he? Why is he saying, hey, what, what, I'm not looking back. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. You know, it's that kind of thing. I don't understand. Like, men, y'all see things totally different. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I can't 
Well, see, here's the thing, and I know, and I'm pretty sure Gil like spoke about this too because he's a pretty smart kid, man. And uh, mm-hmm. so our thing is when y'all are all done up, that is for that is not for us, right? Right. That mm-hmm. is for it's really for other women it is not for right. us <laughs> so, right. so but also y'all tend to give off that i'm unapproachable right so will we mm-hmm. catch y'all with the sweatpants and the bonnets on and makes sense. all it the makes other sense. stuff like it's we on a even playing field like i know for a fact that i've that lit, makes sense I've, i never looked at it like that <laughs> i've caught two girlfriends from gas stations where i've just been like yo wait oh i see you i know you out here in the bunny slippers i know you're busy <laughs> But I need to tell you that you look fantastic. She's like, I'm just, I'm just running errands. And I'm like, I, I get it. I understand. But check this out. We should do dinner. And and that is the thing. And so, like, yeah, the night that happened. And then it was just, uh, it's very good, right? Like, we get to mm-hmm. survive in that space because y'all don't want to be, right? Like, y'all or normally like errand driven, right? Like, oh, I'm just going to run in Walmart with, I'm going to leave the pajama mm-hmm. pants on. And that's right when you get to be like, oh, wait a minute. Because as a, like, especially when we're trying to holler, it takes a minute for y'all to get comfortable with us, right? To bring, that person you ran to the store with was just for you, right? That was out of necessity. The, mm-hmm. That, us getting back to that phase, right? Is, it's tough. It's tough sometimes where you're just like, oh no, I just want to get her back to like, you know, throwing a bonnet on and pajama pants or sweatpants and, so we can just kind of <laughs> hang out, but yeah, that is a it's a thing. <laughs> That's crazy. I, that makes so much sense. But like, see, uh, uh-uh. either way, you lost a lost cause with me because I just didn't do it. I don't know. I don't answer. <laughs> no, I'm not looking at. I'm not looking over there. I know I look a mess right now. I'm not. Talk to yourself. Like in fact, like it, oof, I'm just the worst. I am horrible at that. I don't do it. And, like, it, it got worse, like, after I got married and the guy thought he was going to talk to me, like, there, were, there was more reason for me to, like, ignore and pretend nobody's talking to me. They're like, this, she going to really act like I'm not talking to her? Yes, I really am. And walk by. <laughs> really acting like you're not talking to me. That is wild. I'm, I'm not good at it. I don't, I don't know how to turn people down. So the answer is don't respond. They're not there. Figment wow. of imagination. It's hard. It's awful. That is... <laughs> Yeah, that is, yeah, that is, um, yeah, you don't even do the, like, I don't, you don't do the fake, I don't speak English, nothing, you just do the, like, just be blank staring at them, like, uh, just walk away, walk away, (laughs) just walk away, it's the easiest thing to do, just, just just (laughs) laugh at yourself later, walk away, I, I, uh uh-uh. You don't, it's, I don't know, like, because for a long time, like, after you get married, you expect people to see your ring. I don't know why, you know, but you expect people to see your ring. You know, you just like, they see my ring. This ring is not little. They see my ring. I shouldn't have to deal with this, you know? And then, say, for instance, they don't see your ring and they're trying to talk to you and you're just like, really? I, I, first of all, I don't know what to say. Hey, how you doing? Bye. And keep it moving. Like, it's like sometimes you don't even get to say that because once you say, hey, you're in a conversation. So I've learned you just pretend. Maybe you could do like a slight smile like, and keep going. And, and, and hopefully they get it after that. Okay. Um, you know what? Well, no, there is a contingency. Like, there's a contingent of people who wear rings that are not wedding rings. They just put it on their hands so they don't have to be bothered with men. That is a thing. So, like, we uh, uh, men have been like, well, some of these are fake. <laughs> so I don't have time. Like, tr- look, we gonna like try. If she, if you see a ring on that finger. Assume she just don't want the attention. Like, quit trying to figure out. Like, oh, that's not real. No, don't do that. I mean, and actually, that's yeah. you know what? I probably got more attention with the ring on my finger opposed to not not having any rings. So that's sad. Uh, well, that you'll have to do another episode about that because that is I can speak to that. That is a different type of mentality. Um, but yeah, you lose, you lose automatically. Well, yeah, no, with you, with, with you, yeah, you will oh, okay. lose. But yeah, there are some uh, people, there are some people out here winning. <laughs> they are here. I guess so. I guess so. They are here winning. They like, oh yeah, she got a, she's got a family, and I just need that one thing. Shout out to her. Oh my god! And it is what it is. I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. You know, 
some sometimes like I like I said, opportunity meets um <laughs> you know, cause sometimes you that dude messed up one too many times and all she needed was somebody to say, Hey, how you doing? That's it. And yes. she told herself, Next time somebody say, Hey, how you doing? It's going down and you fell for it. That's it. And it's going down. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I know it happens. Uh <laughs> so crazy. How did we get here? How did we get here? Uh, I am not sure, but I'm glad we came. See. I'm glad we're here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. We were talking about, like, oh, men, first of all, working to make the woman feel adequate and attractive and stuff. And then I reversed the conversation. And then we ended up here. So that's what I think happened. You really tracked that. I'm I am astounded that you just did that. <laughs> oh, I have to. No, for, when, you, when you run your mouth like me. And I don't even think the podcast gets the bulk of it because I kind of I try to slow my down myself down while I'm while I'm talking on the podcast. But all of my life, I have ran my mouth, and I can trace every okay. conversation. And like, cause I, you know, you notice like I go on different adventures while I'm talking. I'll like take one detail and run with it to another direction. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to pull it back and go back to why I got there and go back to that point that I was making. You know, okay. so. It's just it's just something that I've done all my life. I support this. <laughs> I remember being a baby. Telling my mama, I know, I know. Shut up. I know. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I talk so much. But no. Um, tell everybody how to find you. Um, You can find me uh, a bunch of places. You can go to Just Say Words uh, on Twitter. You can email the show at Just Say Words pod. At Gmail, you can also um, buy merch at teespring.com backslash stores um, backslash words pod. Um, you can also find me over at the man podcast at you ain't no man um, on Twitter. You can also search on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. Uh, just say words and the man podcast. The man is is an acronym for masculinity, allyship, and nourishment. Um, over there on the man podcast, I am the co-host uh, with Baby Huey, and we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about LGBTQ issues. We talk about growing up differently. I'm a cis hetero man. He is an openly gay man, so we talk about that kind of stuff. We talk about. Um, being you know black men in society um so it's a bunch of stuff so please go check out both shows they're both very good um and that's where you can find me at well all right thank you for hanging with crystal clear once again and you're great (laughs) i appreciate you for having me on i'm glad i got to come back twice right 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 so all right guys that's no that's it all righty here i am with the shout outs q the great with the critical dump network always vibrant v with chopping it up with q d murph with why not sports down with the dms and flagrant two jay with just say words the conversation con artist no idea pod Penrose Eames and there go BJ, the pregame podcast, Miss Meek and Good Morning Beautiful, the podcast Queens, Noel Calloway, the Outline podcast, Takenya Talks, the Johnny Fex podcast, Baby Boy podcast, Will and Raw, Glenn and Her podcast, Pepper and the Salt Shaker, Open Secrets, Random Tandem, Egos and Opinions, the Bro Runs podcast. Sweats and Suits podcast, Bang That Show, Empress Journey Murray, The Confessions of a Big Haired Girl, Second Shift podcast, Off the Clock, The PLP podcast, The Bake Session, Drunken Nights, Two Awkward Millennials, Brother to the Night, On My Grown, The TPB Network, Flaw 700, Fresco's World, Mama Yoga, PTO Unlimited, Midwest Coast Podcast, Let Me Tell You Something Podcast, Tactless Know-It-Alls, Two Squares Podcast, Stakes is High, Talk It Out, T-I-O Black, What is T-W-S, Midnight Convos, 
woke with kids that's what she said rough ramblings always right podcast afro daily podcast star jaws just in time jnt podcast her story payday podcast village vibes podcast Oli Child Syndrome, Terrace Dixon, Amazing Thoughts, Unapologetic Radio, A Beardo and a Weirdo Talk Films, Don't Take It Personal, Two Shots in the Brew, All Diddy, The Committee Podcast, Negrophilia, Hashtag All Podcast Matters, Sexual Flavors, Lately, my minute to motivate has been like quotes and stuff like that. But this week, it's not. This week, um, I just, I just want to be encouraging. So um, there are a lot of us, and this is let me based upon the conversation um, me and Jay had about inspiration versus copying. We will go ahead and say. The four agreements inspired this, and that inspires me to say this. A lot of us are watching other people do what we know in our hearts we should also be doing, or something similar to that. And for that very same reason, we are sitting on it because we feel like we don't have to. This sounds familiar because I speak on this a lot on my show, and maybe it's because there are a lot of people that are that will hear this and hear other people that inspire them but they have put those people in a certain place to where they feel like they could never be that and I want you to stop right now that is not true I don't know what lie you were told that made you believe you are not good enough to do what you feel you were born to do to feel like you cannot get anything you feel like you should have in this world I don't know who put that lie there I don't know but I want you to hear my voice and understand it's not true you have something to do it might not be easy you may have like the glimmering faith where one day it's strong and the next day you feel kind of weak and you're not certain about why you're doing it but I need you to understand it's all a part of the progress you have something to do there's church guys there it is since you guys hear faith in church anyway there it is I am learning that I can't do anything about my inspirational tone I am learning that it's just in me it's in me I feel like a lot of times I'm not even talking about church and people still hear it and that's perfectly fine with me because that means it is in me and no matter how or what I decide to talk about it comes out which means it's absolutely pure authentic me I can't even do nothing about it you understand <laughs> have a wonderful beautiful day <laughs> have a wonderful beautiful week be great